two for you. You have been chopped. Fuck off you, fat useless sack of fucking Yankee Stanky doodle shite. I like gas. Bam! Bam! Very serious. So, you know, they had the helicopters. And uh, what I want to know is what was in the box. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I had everything. I was walking down the street, and all of a sudden I had to go two blocks down, go all the way around, come back. It was like a ten minutes out of my way just now, to avoid you the you know scare. that the Italians invented the St. Patrick Day Parade. And the, and the bomb scare. And the bomb scare, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I wrote that in tonight's show thing. You know, talking about St. Patrick's Day, corned beef, many beers. Clem will say the Italians invented St. Patrick's. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, of course, you know. Yeah, but it was good, you know. I was hanging out at my cousin's house with the Richmond County Pipers. So, of course, I was so like, they dude. A musical band or a bunch of crackheads? <laughs> <laughs> no, they got the bagpipes and drums, yeah. and uh, you're looking at the new member. I'm going to start in three weeks to go get Well, lucky. I used to hang out with the South Beach Pipers, and we all had a crack step. But <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a totally different time in my life and a totally different group of people. Yeah. And he was used to march in a parade when there was no parade going on. Tina's saying she has no audio. Okay, so she can't she can't hear us. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we're we're on, though. We're on. We were about a minute delayed. Okay, but well, she should be able to hear us at this point in time, though, no? Yeah, of course. But she's saying she can't. Yeah, we're on. All right. We're on. We're, going, we're, on, we're on Skype. We got everything going. So, right. we'll see. I'm going to check it out here. I'm going to go. Well, here's the thing. In blog talks, people got to understand, it's not us. We're prepared. As unprepared as we are, we're prepared. Right. And the thing is this. Blog talk, like any computer and any phone, there's constantly updates. And unfortunately, they always decide to update at 8 o'clock on a Monday night. <laughs> right. Figuring that it's the least most popular time that there is, which is right in the beginning or middle of our radio show. Right. So sometimes, you know, we can't help these things. You know, and I'm glad Blog Talk's update. I think they kind of screwed everything up now a little bit. But, um, you know, the program's constantly updating. The network's constantly updating. Right. The studio's constantly updating. So, I mean, it's all for the benefit of us and you listeners. So, you know, you got to be patient and bear with us. It's not like we got millions of dollars and we broadcast over the top of the Empire State Building or something like that. But, you know, right, right. they're coming to you live at a Burmeister's house right here in... Whatever fucking name we're in. Yeah, we're yeah, we're on, on, yeah. Live right, right now, so yeah. Yep, we got it, we got it. All right. That always spooks me. Yeah, me too, because well, you know well, what Well, that's, you know, we're speaking about uh, old computers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they don't work, so. Yeah, well, it's, it's working. But yeah, well, we so, got to get you into the new iPhone generation there, pal. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta look up today after the show. I'm telling you, let me talk to AT&T, whoever your cell phone provider is. I'll have you in that seven plus for free behind the door before it even comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna give you the ten. Joe Apple ten himself pro. will be delivering it. <laughs> Frankie Apple, whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> yeah. Frankie Mac. Yeah. So the the parade was cool, man. I hung out down at Rustic Music. They had a couple of kegs. They had a keg of Guinness, a keg of green beer. Corned beef, shepherd's pie, and I didn't have to brave the packed, miserable bars. Yeah, there's another party going on at Lisa and Colleen and them guys. Yeah, down on my old block, Heberton, yeah. Port Richard. Yep, Heberton. Okay. And, you know, it was all the house parties. Now I'm at the age now, I'm, the crowds, I want to punch all these kids. They have no etiquette. No. You know? So I stick to all these parties, and I get my drink on, and, you know, I didn't drive. I walked around. Well, that's just it, though. You know, I, I would go to a lot of these things, but I just I have no patience anymore. Yeah. I'm, I would wind up going to jail. 
Because I would definitely wind up knocking somebody or probably even get knocked out myself. Exactly. But I just, you know what it is? There's a lack of respect with this generation. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll say it. There's a lack of respect. And, you know, part of the problem is, is some of the parenting, too. Oh, yeah. You can't hit kids anymore. You know? So, you know, but it was cool. You know, hanging out with all the bands and stuff. And I'm psyched because that's on my bucket list. I went, I was part of the Staten Island Pipers and I did. I was taking lessons, and I was just about now, was to get... Was that formerly the Boston Pipers, or was that just the Staten Island Pipers? Staten Island Pipers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was just about to get my bagpipes, and then dart season started up. It was like I was like 19, 20 years old, so I played darts instead on Tuesday nights. But now, Thursday nights, I'm going to go hang out with these guys. They'll teach me how to play the pipes. I get the cool kilt and everything, and, you know, I'm also going to play drums for them in the, in the meantime, like while I'm learning... So I'm pretty psyched. All right. Cross that off the bucket list. All right. And then I get to skydive with my kilt on and no underwear. That that's my next one. <laughs> I'm scared to death of heights, but I wanna do skydiving just before no, I die. I wanna do skydiving and I wanna do scuba diving on ants. All right. Or magic mushrooms. Nice. Naked. I wanna be naked, tripping out on mushrooms, scuba diving in search of buried treasure. <laughs> That's really what I want to do. I want to zip line. I would love to zip line too. Yeah. But I think they got to like I got to like triple zip line. Because <laughs> I don't think one zip's gonna be enough. I think I may sink right down. Yeah. The How do you want to zip line together? That could be even worse. Why we need then we getting like six zip lines to hold the both of us up. <laughs> I'd be like a fucking cow, like a slam of meat on a hook. Coming down the fucking... Now... You but, scrape your ass across <laughs> the ground. <laughs> now, when we were kids, in the back of the woods, in the back of the arcade, we had zip lines. We had motorcycles, we had fire pits, we had a huge clubhouse, but yeah. we found, like, an old meat hook, and my buddy Bobby, who was very crafty and creative, tied the thing from the tree to the other tree, and we used to zip line onto the roof of the clubhouse. It was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's cool stuff, but, uh, you know, like, now it's like you could... When, you, when you're over 40... You think you can die on everything? Yeah, I'm paranoid on everything. Yeah. I don't like roller coasters because I can't get that thing down over me. It doesn't clamp. No, I know. Enough. I get like, like two clicks and I'm like, I ain't going on this. Yeah, no way. I don't think two clicks is enough. Nah, fucking horrible. So uh, let's get into some news. CTF News with Big and Beefy. All right, well. Speaking of one of your bucket list things, it's kind of like that. There's a story on GrubStreet.com. Meet the celebrated chef who cooks secret marijuana dinners to promote pot culture. There you go. Now, you don't pay for it. You don't look. You you don't know. He just invites 20 guests every once in a while. And this guy was... Where uh, is this? Is this in New York? You don't even know. It's it's New York's it's one of New York's well known cooks of Filipino cuisine. And Dude, pick me, Monty. Yeah, well that, that's what's cool. It's um here we go. The uh since we we might call Bailey legal in New York State, possession of less than twenty five grams is a ticketed offense. And the state's new medical marijuana program is some of the toughest restrictions in the country. But this is an underground supper club, New York's first underground marijuana fine dining experience. Includes shrimp stews, deviled eggs, biscuits, and fried green tomatoes. I see the cannabis cured locks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 
it's it's pretty cool because um, I'm trying to find like how the guy. Yeah, that's a contradiction in itself. But listen to what you just said, and here's the thing: less than 25 grams is a ticket, and they won't do shit about it. So you can smoke the legal, the illegal good stuff, and get a ticket. But the people for the medical use who really fucking need it, that's the toughest restriction in the fucking country. Right. And then you wonder why people fucking commit crime, you dumb son of a beast. Yeah. Now, I just said fucking twice and didn't want to curse and son of a beast. But, you know. <laughs> but think about that for a second. Yeah. Well, the guy is Chef Miguel Trinidad. And, you know, the guy that got into this, like, it's it's pretty wild, man. Well, dude, let me tell you something. As someone who needs a medical marijuana prescription and is totally eligible for it in any fucking state, I will tell you this. And the edibles are fantastic. And it's not it's not from the point of, of getting the high, getting the buzz. I mean, yeah, that's the added bonus, I guess, to it. But, again, the medicinal purpose of it, the anxiety goes away. And the, the pressure of some of the pain goes away. And people don't realize that it really does help. And it's natural. It's a yeah. natural thing that grows out of the ground. Yep. Here it is. He, this guy, Trinidad, creates his own can of oils and can of butters to use while cooking and like a weed sommelier, curates the meal based on the strain he has to work with. Wow, yeah. Well, you know what? It, it, it depends on, let me tell you something. I've, I've cooked many times with marijuana in the past, and it's just, even some of the weaker strains work fantastic. Right. Yeah. You know, it all depends. And I think different strains, I know different strains affect you differently. Right. Like it does, that's the given, but I mean, cooking with it and the edible part of it, like some are more for anxiety, some are more for pain, some more of a body high. Right. You know, and, and it, it, it's, I think it's a great thing. I think it's an absolute great thing. Yeah. Well, this guy worked with Hawaiian Kush on this dinner. Nice. And, uh, he said it goes well with his Filipino flavors, but they do Lat- Latino and stuff. I'm still trying to... Ooh. Here we go. The first course on Trinidad's dinner is a creamy tomato soup topped with a blue cheese, crostini, and basil oil. The blue cheese is medicated with two milligrams of can of oil and no trace of marijuana flavor. The next course is a green market salad topped with a medicated citrus dressing. The pot flavor is muted, but the time the third course comes out, bright beet risotto. What the? I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on here. All right, well, I still think we're on. You know, it's going. I just don't know what's going on. All right, so, you know, the guy said that he was actually walking through, like he went into this abandoned building, walked through hallways, took an elevator up, and it was like this little makeshift kitchen with 20 people sitting around, like jewelers and all like these people that didn't know each other. Wow. pretty wild, you know. Kind of dig that. I'd be a little scared, but I'd be into it. Yeah. All right, we got a caller. Should we pick this up or just... Yeah, let's pick uh, it up. Let's see who it is. Why not? We'll continue the news in a minute. All right. Hey, what's up? You're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Is this uh, Chef Ed? No. Who do we got here? This is Vine. Who? 
Raven. Raven. Hey, I didn't notice the number, and you you sound like a young kid. What happened to that de- demon voice? What's up, pal? I, I'm on my phone instead of my gear. <laughs> ah, I gotcha. All right, yeah. Welcome back, pal. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the stream dropped. I could hear you guys trying to find it when I called in, but uh, apparently it's playing ping pong. It came back online. Yeah, the, the, okay. everything my uh, things were popping up on my computer, and it said I was trying to call into another show, but I wasn't really. You know, a little crazy. Well, you know the oh, deal. Yeah. Blog, Blog Talk's upgrading its system, and of course, we're feeling the full effect of that. So. They love doing it on Monday night. You were talking about my favorite subject. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was pretty wild, man. I mean, the the stuff looked really good. And but you you can't even find out about it. Yeah, you can't find (laughs) out about it. You actually get an invite, like an anonymous invite, and they tell you where to go, and you have to pass a, a bunch of things to actually get in. So. Kind of dig that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like some yeah, butter, you, know. you know, eating and you don't even know that you're getting high. It's great. Yeah, well, that that's the thing you guys were touching on that. It's the CBD versus the THC. Right. Uh, high CBDs are good for pain and seizures, mm-hmm. where a THC is where you get stoned. So yeah, exactly. I'm not going to risk the big words. I'm just going to use the abbreviations. <laughs> I pretend to be smart on radio. Oh yeah. So how you been, my friend? You gonna be on I'm the air so or what? Um, that's kind of still up in the air now that I'm all the way across the country again. Uh, Where are you now? I'm in the studio. Where are so you now? now? I'm in the process. I'm out west again. That's all I'm gonna say. After all the hell I went through to get here and, and the uh, uh, bit of a personal issue that happened. Right. And, uh, yeah, I don't want anyone to know where the hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> Once I'm settled and ready, I'll, 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 I'll admit to where I am, but right now no one knows. Nice. You, gotta, you have to start a new show called Raven Off the Grid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Scary Places is in the works right now, so. Yeah. Because yeah, I got well, a bunch of wanted to stuff around here. Yeah, what thank happened? you. Yeah, I, I've done a couple of shows. I took on Valentine's Day on the vault, but uh, it, nice. it's a, a here and there sort of thing. I got a couple of projects in the works. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Plus, I have an inn at the local rock station here, so I might be doing something on terrestrial. Ah, cool. Yeah, oh, sometimes the move is good. Sometimes the move is good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah I know. More done when, I, when I move from the living room to the kitchen, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've gotten more done in the three months that I've been here than the year I was in Virginia. So. Yeah. I totally get so. it, man. I totally get it. Oh yeah, right, I well, a message recently as well. But hey, let's get right, back to where? the show. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, I'm well. Like I said, everything is all fucked up on my phones, my computers. I just want to throw everything out the window and start anew because people are telling me they're leaving me messages or they're texting me. I'm not getting anything. And then, like, 
one day I'll get 30 texts from Mary or something. They'll just yep. start popping up through my thing, or I'll get, like, a, another text. I'll answer it, and then they say I never answered back. I need new shit. Nothing's holding their charges. It's just horrible. Yep. Well, that's just the thing. Here's the thing that pissed me off about that, too. They got a new phone, like the Droid. The Droid came out, the Verizon Droid came out with now that is a total shatterproof screen and total waterproof phone. Now, that's been out before, but it's been what they call water-resistant right. and shatterproof. Now, this screen you can't break. Now, Samsung, who's the premier device, and Apple, who are the premier device, why are you continuously giving me the fucking glass screen that when you drop it for a fucking a half a second, cracks into a million pieces? So you have to pay and get another one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because it's a piece of shit. We have the technology to do all this stuff. And, you know, why do we got to keep changing phones? Why can't you upgrade my existing phone? Right. And if they're buying a new phone and wasting all this shit, make us pay 50 bucks for an upgrade to make the phone better. Right. Rather than have to go through and get a whole new device. Because they want money. Yeah, they're basically useless after about six months. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now finally going to crack and go buy a PS4 because instead of $399, I can get it for $199. Nice. And you know what? It didn't pay you to buy it for $400, like an idiot. No way. None of that shit is worth it. But people wait online, they they piss all their money away. Like I finally broke and got a smart TV and I paid... $379 Three seventy nine for an LG fifty five inch smart Roku three D TV. Nice. To three seventy nine. If you would fucking a year ago, that TV was seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, yeah. nine hundred dollars. Yep. But you also bought it on before Sunday. Okay. And it was a deal. Okay. Great no, deal. we we get that, but the, it's not the point. The point is that <laughs> you wait. The longer you wait, you don't buy anything when it first comes out because it just does not hold the value. Right. It's not you're, you're paying to pay the test. Right, yeah. exactly. You, you buy it right away, you, you get suckered into testing and getting all the bugs. Wait at least a year. Yeah. Unlike the loophole they've given you with Windows 10. Well, <laughs> we got it. Uh, I upgraded on Windows 10 and my computer's horrible now. Yeah. Like it's slow as shit. Well, we got a real yeah, it, it, right now. It, it's a fun little game. It, it's just to make you buy new tech. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy. If it's just a couple of years old, they just want you to buy new tech. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's do some more news. You were talking about the hot dogs, Burger King hot dogs. And they're actually week. good. They're very good. I will say it's a good hot dog. Yeah, well, against all possible odds, people are actually buying Burger King hot dogs. Yeah, it's a good hot dog. Yeah. I got to say this it's actually a very good bun. It's almost like a flatbread bun folded in half. All right. It's a good hot dog bun. It's a grilled dog. It's a tasty dog. Now, they put pickle relish and onion and mustard on it, but they put a little bit too much mustard, and they use a cheaper yellow mustard if you like yellow mustard. But overall, I really can't complain. It was a good hot dog. Right. I would go back and buy that hot dog again. But that's here's a picture of one. It looks fucking nasty. But uh, no, That hot dog looks nothing like the hot dog I got. They look like the original picture. I got a pretty-looking hot dog. Yeah. Well, the CEO of Burger King's largest operator, Carol's Restaurant Group, claims to sell like hotcakes. Describing the response as overwhelming, he says they're selling 80 to 120 hot dogs per store per day. Well, here's the thing. Where else can you go get a hot dog anymore? Right. Think about that. Especially if it's not a hot dog car, car, you can't find a hot dog. You really can't find a hot dog. Or you get a mom and pop shop that has them on the menu, but you can't. You can't get a hot dog anymore. Nope. 
And meanwhile, there should be, and I always think about it, it was worth opening up just like a hot dog shop or yeah. something like that and have a million different toppings. Because no one has a hot dog. I had it, my thing was club dogs. C-L-E-M-D-A-W-G-S, club dogs. <laughs> yeah, and I love them. I love hot dogs. Can't help it. Well, look at this now. Whole Foods tried selling pre-peeled oranges. Wrong move. So here they are. They're trying to be like all, you know, uh, earth-friendly and stuff. They peel an orange and has a natural cover on them, and they put them in these plastic containers that are winding up in landfills. Yeah. And overcharging you. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck? And well, that's, that's the thing that really pisses me off. You see, especially, I, I hate to say it, but all the Italian fucking Sayamarias, they always have to cut up fruit in these thick, heavy plastic containers. And even a padlock and stuff on the pad. I'm stopping shopping. It's like $9 for a plastic container of fruit. Yeah. For nine dollars, I can go out and buy fruit and fill up like nine of them myself. Right, but the people are lazy, so they don't want to yeah. do it. And if you're running in there, you're like, I want to be and healthy the for the lunch. Thing is, it's all shitty fruit that's in there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put in the good fruit. No, it's only it's like three melons. It's always cantaloupe, watermelon, and honeydew yeah. with like a strawberry in it. Is that one color. strawberry cut in half and eight blueberries? Was that the yeah. other night when we saw? Yes, oh. that was from. Uh, the Lovelli's. Yeah. It's even like, remember the cans of fruit cocktail? That it was like with the syrup and stuff. There was always one half of a maraschino cherry. Yeah, yeah. and it was always at the bottom. You had, a, you had a dig for it and fight for it when you were Yeah, it was grapes, peaches, and apricots in syrup. But, yeah, so Whole Foods. And they just, not too long ago, a few months ago, they came out with asparagus water. They had bottled water that they put three... Uh, sprigs of three like stalks of uh, asparagus in it and sold it for like seven dollars a bottle. Here's the better question Who the heck would drink asparagus water? I don't know. Well, they say, oh, well, they probably on the shelf they're saying, oh, asparagus is good for this, good for that. And now, I will say this stuff. my my mom, she makes what I like to call in Italian mushada vegetables. Mushy vegetables. Right. She gets you 72 years old. She likes the vegetables soft, but she boils the broccoli. With pieces of whole, you know, garlic cut in half, extra virgin olive oil, a little bit of salt, and then just lets it get all mushy. But the water that, you know, she puts it in a container, she strains most, and keeps a little water. But I actually drink that water cold sometimes. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. And I feel like I get cleansed out a little bit. Like You probably do. In a couple of different ways. Yeah, exactly. Uh, broccoli water, you can't even eat it. It's like uh, shit central. But... Cucumber water is good. I fucking hate cucumber water. I was oh. on. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story about cucumber water. We were going somewhere filming on Hell's Kitchen, and we're all walking through, and everybody's like, oh, look, water. And I didn't realize I'm so fucking burned sometimes. I didn't see the million cucumbers floating in the water. So I filled up this big glass of water, I think a big chunk, and <laughs> I turned around, I spit it out right in the girl's face. All over the girl, all over the counter. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever had. And everybody's taking it, like, oh, yeah, this is good. You come on. I'm like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't agree with it. I think it's fucking retarded. I, well, I don't drink, like, I wouldn't buy it, but I like making it sometimes. A couple of slices of lemon. I could see with the lemon, maybe. But this was just like cucumbers thrown in water. You gotta put mint in it, too, Rob. Yeah. Mint uh, actually work. Yeah, mint's all right. But, you know, like, I like doing that in the summer. Yes. But not in my house. It was always in a restaurant I worked at, so I could fuck around with it, use all that cucumbers, and if I didn't like it, I'd toss it. <laughs> but if I have to go and buy cucumbers, 
and do it. Because that's the thing. A lot of this stuff I want to do, but I'm not paying. Like, I just want to throw fruit in a blender with ice and a little juice. But I'm not buying it. It's fucking expensive. <laughs> well, when you're in a restaurant, it's fun to throw it all in there because Absolutely. you've got a flat of strawberries when you like I, screw it. I heard that cleans out your digestive tract. It does, it does. yeah. Yep. Well, I, I mean, because it's, you know, you're getting fruit. I don't eat fruit all the time, so. Well, here's an interesting story. Peeps have three new mystery flavors. And by popular vote, some this um, PopSugar.com uh-huh. has taken a vote, and the first flavor they're saying, by most guesses, is chocolate or hot chocolate. The second flavor, people are saying it's either butter or buttered corn on the cob or buttered popcorn. Ooh, that would be good. I'm a big and, fan of that jelly bean. And the third one is fruit punch, berry, or cherry, or sour cherry. And they're all white. They all come white. Oh, too. a little mystery flavor. Yep. Yeah, what was the first one again? They were just saying it's chocolate or hot chocolate. All right. I would like the buttered popcorn one. I like the buttered popcorn jelly bean, but it freaks me out after you eat like a cherry and then something else, and you don't know you got that buttered right. popcorn flavor. Yeah. But I like them on their own. Yeah, but not a whole handful. Like, you can yeah. eat a few, because then it, yes. then it feels like you're eating butter, but... Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm a big fan of the peep. It's got to be stale for me. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a Chick-fil-A story off the Huffington Post. Our friends over at Huffington Post. Chick-fil-A's new cell phone coops are all about well-being. They're making a deal with people. They give them this little, like, box, you know, like a little to-go box or whatever. And if you put your cell phones in there and eat your whole meal... Without using your cell phones, each one at the table gets a small ice cream cone. Very cool. But it's just trying to get people, because it is ridiculous. I, I went to Outback, actually, like Friday or Saturday or something. We were out in Jersey, and uh, Mary actually, oh, no, it was Thursday. Mary actually read for Dr. Seuss's birthday at the Elizabeth Library. The cat, the hat, three eggs and chicken. Yeah, no, some weird one. I never, uh, Horton, Horton hatches Horton. an egg. Uh, I was going to say Horton, he has a who? Well, the same guy, but he hatches an egg, and it turns out to be an elephant egg, and hunters wanted to kill him, and they sold him to the circus. It was pretty cool. Okay. But it was wild. So we went to the Outback, and we're sitting there, and I looked at every table, and it was everyone's heads were down, and everyone's faces were blue from looking at their cell phones, not talking to each other. It was driving yeah. me fucking crazy. I... About two years ago, I remember going out on a date with this chick, and she kept playing with her phone. So I said, very nice day. I said to her, excuse me, sweetie, let me see your phone. I took her phone. I licked the back of it. I stuck it to my forehead. I said, now maybe you'll have a fucking conversation with me. Threw a $50 bill down on the table. Took the phone off my head and said, dinner's on me. I'm not interested. And I walked out. Because I, I was like, and she was hot. She was a kid, but I'm like, Really, like, you're talking and you're not even paying attention. Like, you're too busy playing words with friends and texting your fucking girlfriend and taking selfies in the middle of a conversation. Uh, and like, like, come on, grow up. Unbelievable. Now, I understand sometimes you got to get on your phone or, you know, you get a text or, okay, it's, you know, right, show some respect yeah. to the person that you're with and the people around you. Unbelievable. All right, well, we got more Whole Foods stories. These people are just amazing me now. Whole Foods accused of destroying evidence in yogurt lawsuit. Apparently, yeah, they were in the midst of a strange court battle involving yogurt. Last month, a federal judge in Texas ended a two-year lawsuit against the Austin-based grocery chain Whole Foods, 
shutting down plaintiffs who claimed the pricey grocer had mislabeled the product sugar content. So, you know, and now they're trying to put them back out there. And, you know, just people are going crazy. Just the law firm responsible for this motion is the same one that sued Subway for selling 11-inch foot-long subs. (laughs) Yes. Why is everyone want to just don't buy the product? Why you got to try to sue all the time? Yeah, because you know what? It ain't even about the suing. It's the fact that they're getting over on an inch. That irks me, too. Yeah. We got another caller calling in. Yes, we right. do. Let's pick it up and see who this is. All right. Hey, Ed, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. What's up, fellas? How you doing? What's going on, my friend? How the hell are you? None. How are things going up there in, uh, you know, sunny New York? Everything going all right? Everything going fine? Ah, New York is beautiful today. I don't know about the fucking sunny part. Today was actually uh, pretty sunny. <laughs> yes, beautiful. Uh, yeah. It was beautiful today. Uh, maybe about, I don't know, it was about 50-something degrees. Yeah, it almost 50 nice. degrees. Yeah, it was very nice. And it's going to yeah. be... Uh, so, I mean, it's 56 right now, so she's right. It was probably all over 62 degrees. 62 yeah. degrees today. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man, you guys are enjoying the nice balmy weather up there. I should come up. Uh, now, now where, where are you, in Texas or something? Uh, no, no, no. I'm down in Philly. I'm straight down 95. Philly, okay, yeah, yeah. that's right. I don't know why I just said Texas. Because we were just talking about... Yeah, I, 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 I get that sometimes. <laughs> you know, big Polacks like me get confused for Texans, you know. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was just down in Philly not too long ago for the first time, and I fucking love it down there. Oh, Philly's a great place, man. Yeah. Absolutely great place. Great food. Great yeah, food. You made it back. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually went there on Thanksgiving. Me and my girl just got away from all the regular shit. Went down and stayed in dead downtown or historic Philly or whatever, and just bounced around and drank and ate for days. Oh, okay, nice, nice, nice. You just didn't you yeah. didn't become a statistic with one of the drunk drivers. It's good to see. Nice. No, no. I, I could have added to it, but I won't. <laughs> All right, so we got we got you on the air, season fifteen, Hell's Kitchen. We answers to everybody, you know. What the hell made you go on Hell's Kitchen, man? What what's? I mean, did you, did well, you watch the show before? Or did you just? Have a suicide mission, or it's like you wanted to get on TV. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what it, makes it, you it, want to go it's on? Kind of, it's kind of funny to begin with. Um, I've watched probably one complete episode, or not episode, uh, one complete season of Hell's Kitchen in my life, and it was years ago. And probably about five or six years ago, they had an open call down here in Philly at the Sheridan. I went okay. down, you know, I had my chef whites on and everything. And completely bombed the fucking thing. I, 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 you know, the rocks outside in the cigarette gravel pit had more of a character than I did that day. And I just totally bombed it. And then uh, two years ago, I'm working at this bar in Fishtown over here in Philly. And it's a Sunday. A buddy of mine got me the job. He was the chef there. And the owner comes back. My buddy was off that day. So the owner comes back and said, hey, talk to these guys, will you? I'm like, who is it? Like, representatives from a, from a show. What show? The hell's kicking all these fuckers. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to humor them. I'm going to humor them. So I pull them out of my I'm like, all right, what the fuck do you want? And I just sat them down and looked at them. They did their spiel. I gave them my information. And from that point on until I got the call, my entire motto was, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you got to be that way, man. You can't uh, yeah. with all the shows now. You just got to be... Not have a care in the world, because it doesn't matter how you act, they're going to show you how they want to show you anyway, but yeah. you get their attention by being an ass, and then they're like, wow, this guy's good well, TV. The weird thing was, too, like, I bombed my first interview, too. I mean, she literally, I mean, I had the two twins, Debbie and Lisa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. 
She literally threw me up against the wall and got right in my face where her lips almost on my lips. She goes, and then she shoved me away. She goes, why the fuck do you want to be on my show? And I swear <laughs> to God, you know, I was like, humana, humana, Ed Norton. I was like, um, um, I have no fucking idea why I want to be on your show. He didn't know and whether I, to answer I, or just some bucket Yeah, I couldn't even, like, I need Bob, and oddly enough, I went for something else right after that, and she goes, she's like, why do you act this way during Hell's Kitchen? Like, I'll put you on immediately. So I didn't think nothing of it. I figured out bullshit. I'm driving one day, and I got the call to come in. It's like, just come in. We're going to put you on tape. You don't have to wait. Come in. We'll send it right to L.A. And sure enough, and I didn't even, still then, you don't even think you're going to get it at that point. It ain't real until it's real. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, man. It isn't real until it's real. Yep. I, I was sitting in my room three days after I came back from L.A., and then I wake up one day, and it finally hit me. Holy shit. I was out in California. I was on Hell's Kitchen. Now, did they well, come? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? You, you're like, fuck it. I, I did it. I was on it. Bam. Now now you got the fever. Yeah. Now, how did they tell you you got on? Did they call you, or did they show up at your house? Uh, I, I got a call. I got a call. They showed up at my house, man. <laughs> and I got off the How's elevator. That? I got off the elevator, and I'm on the cell phone, and all of a sudden, his cameras and lights flick on. They're like, that's him, that's him. And I'm like, I just dropped my phone. I put my hands in the air. I was like, I didn't do anything. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Get out of my hallway. <laughs> you know, the lady's like whispering to me. She's like, Hell's Kitchen. I'm like, what? She's like, Hell's Kitchen. I'm like, what? She's like, Hell's fucking Kitchen. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what do you want? You know, but it's weird. You don't think, even until you get on the plane. You know what I'm saying? The day you're on the plane is when it becomes real. That's yeah, when you're fucking head. It was almost like, um, I don't even know what to compare it to. You know, it's, I would say going away to college, but, you know, you already know, kind of know what you're getting into. I, I think it's like the exactly. first day in kindergarten. You don't know shit. Right. You're going there, you feel like a, you feel like a little nobody in this big area, and you're just trying to uh, like the first make sure you do the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're looking out the window, seeing the LAPD, and you're just thinking of all the times they were on TV. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, what did you yeah. think yep. of the whole experience? Did you have fun with it, or you aggravated about it, or, I mean, you know... Well, uh, you know, I, I went through my shoulda, woulda, couldas already and, you know, dealt with uh, the whole, fuck, I should have said this, or, man, it would have been better if I had this comeback, something like that. But, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't change any of it. it. It was a blast. You, I met some stand-up people. You know, I met, uh, you know, I got to serve Dita Von Tees. Like, how many people can say that? Ooh. And not only that, she left with uh, a smile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah she, she's, she's one of my faves. Yep. But, yeah, well, that's oh, the cool, and it's so surreal, too. When it's all done, and then you're sitting in your house and your home, finally, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm still getting people coming up to me every once in a while. Just this morning, I had a, uh, I stopped by to get gas, and the girl behind the counter, I'd known her from places right around the corner from my house. Her little daughter was there, and she was like, oh, my daughter has something to ask you. Can you teach me how to cook and make pierogies? I'm like, oh, jeez, how can you say no to something like that? So you got these little fans, you got people randomly coming up to you. Yep. You got it, it's it's like you know I'm not really famous, but I appreciate it. Right? Yeah, dude, it's, it's been four or five years since I've been on. I've been on season ten, and I I still get people like jumping at me and pulling me over in cars and waving at me, and it's like it's weird, but you feel humbled by it. It's like really, like you know exactly. who I am. It's like all right. Yeah. I love people that come up to me and said, Oh, I loved you on Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're out there doing an article about me. I'm like, Hell's Kitchen? And I'm like, It was never on Hell's Kitchen. 
Yeah, and, and then you you then had those other people like you're out with a few friends one night and you got you got that one drunk friend who's sitting there like, hey 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 yo this guy he he was on Hell's Kitchen and then they look oh, over yeah. at you like what's Hell's Kitchen yeah that's the shit I hate really like, yeah we did that to Clem we did that to Clem we went to see Kiss and it was a me and I did like Chopped and Cutthroat and my buddy uh, John Serp who did Chopped a couple of times and it was Clem and we were at the PNC Art Center, yep. and everyone's like looking at Clem and stuff, and they recognize him and shit. And then we're at the fucking bathroom in the stall, like in the urinals, and this guy keeps leaning over, and he goes, "Oh my God, it's Clemenza!" <laughs> so they were and then we, every time we would just walk around, and go, "Hey, hey, guys, this is Clemenza from Hell's Kitchen." Yeah, but you guys say a lot of people didn't fucking recognize you. Know, yeah. Weird. Yeah, I felt really out of place. Like I, went, I had to like throw my hoodie up and fucking. Like, try to duck in between rocks, and everything's like, it's great. But it is, like, the one big thing about doing these shows is you make, like, lifelong friends of the other yeah, contestants. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a fraternity. Yeah, it's, it's, it really it's is. And then fraternity. Yeah, and then you're lucky because, you know, there's other seasons, too. Like, we have on hold right now Jess from season 12. Well, season yep. 12. You know, when we've had Frankie Bellotti on and all these guys and okay. everybody. From about season seven to about 15, we had just about almost every contestant. Season one, Ralph Fagano. Season one, Ralph Fagano. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, but you know what it is? It's, it's like everyone's cool. Because and really it's like, a brotherhood. Yeah. And the newer guys, like Ed now, yeah. you already know what he went through. Yeah. And you get to see how it was You different. know, you're in, you're in the circle now. You can ask any Hell's Kitchen guy anything, and you got somewhere, someone across the fucking United States that'll. <laughs> Help you out, take you in, hook you up. You know, it's just how it is, man. Oh, yeah. yeah this is networking at its finest. It's kind of like the Italians when you're in the mob. Like, you go somewhere, you get taken care of. Like, don't worry about it. We got you. Fuck off, you, you fat, useless sack of fucking Yankee, stanky, doodle, shite. <laughs> you're lucky my soundboard ain't working right now. Because my computer just stole the wheels just spinning around that kicking up. <laughs> now, would you do it again? Would you do it again? Or stay oh, away from that one and try to... Yeah. Oh, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I got a whole, you know, I'm, I was thinking of like a whole other sadistic, uh, vindictive moniker to think of. Oh, yeah. It's, go it's so there. easy. When you're done, you're like, oh, I should have. I could have. Yep. I yep. should have done this. I should have done that. I always get a case of that doing a show. And then when you're done, you're like, fuck, I should have done this. I should have did this. I should have said this. I should have said that, you know, but it's like you're in the moment and you do the best you yeah. can. But, you know, it, it's cool. So now you're part of a, a giant return, not even just Hell's Kitchen, just all cooking shows. You know, you're oh, throwing no, in you, You're right there on the spot, man. You, you don't know what it's like until you're right there on the spot, too. You're just, you're normal. I'm normally sharp. I'm normally quick. I can normally come at you and just have a nice back and forth. Uh, uh, my buddy Alan from the show, me and him would have just, these epic back and forth of just one line. Oh, yeah, Alan was on last week. Alan, <laughs> yeah, Alan was on last week, and I believe he's in the uh, chat room also. Yes, he is. Mr. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 was, he was mentioning he was going to uh, drop a line. So you, know what, you know what the thing is that nobody realizes, and, this is, and I say this all the time, and unless you've been on the show, it's the only way you'll ever know it. It's not the cooking that's hot. It's the no cell phone, no TV, being away from your friends, your family, your girls. The sabotages. No, sex, no fucking whacking off. The bullshit sabotages. The asshole people you got to put up with. 
that stuff starts taking a toll on you and starts fucking with yeah. your mind. It's not that you can't cook, and some people honestly really can't cook and have no business being on the show. But there are a lot of us, like yourself and people that have been on, that actually can cook. But when you when your mind's got playing tricks on you, I'm thinking about banging my girl and going home, and I want to smoke a boob <laughs> and drink a beer, and I'm stuck on a set with fucking 16 fucking maniac people that I never met. Can't turn on a TV, can't sit down, and got some fucking British, Irish, whatever the fuck Ramsey is yelling at me. My head's a little fucked up right now. Yeah, well, that's the, yeah, the oh, beauty of... Oh, uh, all I smoke a joint. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's the beauty of reality TV. They yeah. mess with the contestants, so you do things you normally wouldn't do, and yeah. you freeze and up. They're and they're real good at it, too. They're yeah. real good at it. They're, they're very calculated at it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I dig it, but... You know, like, at least you got to it. live with people. I just filmed the show that we were in our own hotel rooms and we couldn't talk or do nothing. I think I would have rather than that. Well, maybe, but then it was well, like, then again, after a week or two, that would start to play on you too. Right, because we don't, out of your you couldn't even talk to each other, even when you're in rooms. You got, you know. It's oh wow, we weren't that shit. We were fucking uh, drinking and talking and fucking going nuts and all that other crap. Yeah, yeah there we were like, like so many times we could mess with housekeeping. Yeah. Yep. Oh, exactly. You know, you're doing now, like Morse code or going out onto the balcony. And did they give you the little book to write down what kind of groceries you wanted and what you wanted? Oh, yeah. I fucked with oh, them yeah. so hard. I was like, prosciutto thinly sliced, eight-ounce pieces of filet mignon, jelly bellies with the red only, starburst, but pick out all the ones with the pink. I just started making shit up to see how much they would do. In the beginning, we I, actually beat some of this. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, come I on. I actually had a brandy glass of fucking... brown M&M's in there. Yeah, I actually yeah. put a brandy glass <laughs> of brown M&M's. Yeah, it was, it was, and they really actually would do shit like that. Nice. So where are you working now, Ed? What are you up to? Right now, I got a sweet gig as the head banquet chef down at a hotel down by Philadelphia International Airport. It's nice. actually pretty sweet and uh, starting to get into the whole corporate uh, corporate world of the culinary realm. Yeah, that's you know, pretty fun. Yeah, man, Years ago, I would have said stay out of the corporate world, but you know what? It's cool. And it's, go for it. It's fucking where the money's at. The worst part about it is the meetings, about meetings. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, we had exactly. a meeting about a meeting about the napkin on how the logo wanted to sit on the napkin. Whether right. We wanted it 20 degrees offset or we wanted it in the middle. And we sat there for nine and a half hours talking about this one day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. guys in AA who go to less meetings. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. it's true. It's true. And the, the meetings are useless. I, I worked at a nonprofit as a chef, and it was like, we have a meeting. What's it about? About when we can meet next, about, you know, doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, a meeting. I'm like, what? Come on. Leave me alone. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? Just keep in the back of your head, hey, I'm getting paid for this. I'm getting paid for this. Right. I'm getting paid for this. It is. But I then the paperwork, the stupid paperwork they want you to do, I'm like, I'm cooking. And then when I'm not cooking, you're yelling at me, and I say I'm doing paperwork. They say I can wait. I said, but you said you needed it ASAP. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, you're going to get bullshit paperwork then. I always used to get bullshit okay. paperwork. That's when I handed my paperwork, coffee stains and salmon grease all over it, and then they bitch at me again. I'm right. trying to do two things at once and juggle the whole world for them, but they don't like it when I hand in dirty work, huh? <laughs> yeah. I like the banquet, though, because you know what's coming in. The days of sitting in a restaurant and waiting for customers to come in, I'm too old for it now. I don't have the, no more the patience. Nope. But a party? Oh, what do you want? Yeah, I know exactly how much salmon you want. If there's 300 people, I'm going to buy a third of this or whatever. And if it's not enough, I'm going to stretch it. Don't worry about it. Boom, boom, boom. I'll use last, you know, yesterday's party stuff, too. And let's get let's get Jess on the line and get some feedback while I let her say hello to Ed. And All right. I, I believe this is Jess. I'm I not think sure. it's Jess. Either Jess or Jackie. 
Hello, Jess. Is this Jess? What's up, motherfuckers? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Jeff Jeff Vogel, season 12. Yes, I, I am. And congratulations, Dave, for uh, coming into the family of uh, Hell's Kitchen. It's a really messed up family, but welcome, man. <laughs> oh, I, I, I grew up in a Polish household as a middle child. I, there's no other dysfunctional family I can't get into now. <laughs> well, I was hearing that at, at a urinal, Clemenza's getting recognized. I hope they use a shower, not a grower. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am a grower, not a shower. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think I, I was a little a little excited, too, at the moment, so it all worked out pretty good. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's disturbing. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness gracious. What, do you have a nice prosciutto beforehand and maybe a little excited? I don't know. I did. <laughs> I was thinking about a little prosciutto and gabagool at the time. So. There was actually a piece of prosciutto on the dirty tile floor that he second-guessed picking up. <laughs> the, the urinal cake was made out of prosciutto, so I got excited looking at the urinal. I don't know. Well, you know the Italians invented the urinal cakes, too, by the way. They actually, in Italy, they have urinal canola. Oh, oh man! It's scratching this, right? Ow! <laughs> You're gross, by the way. <laughs> I want to know who who was the taste tester. <laughs> the pastry chef just put cum in the middle of a cannoli and called it a cannoli cake, and then you you, you try to eat it when you're drunk. <laughs> Listen, and you're telling me I'm the gross one, Jess, with the cum-filled cannolis. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, I, got a, I got a question of all questions for you since you're from Philly, and I ask everybody that's anywhere near there, what is your favorite cheesesteak place? My favorite cheesesteak place? Steve's yeah, Prince of Steaks. What is it? Steve's Prince of Steaks. Steve Prince's. All right, because when I go down there, yeah. I don't know. I went and went to about four places. I had to get all the, the regular ones out of the way. You know, Gino's, Pat's, Tony Luke's, and there was another one out there. A couple of carts I ate at that had some decent ones, but there's one across the street from Tony Luke's I didn't try, or like across the street and down the street a little ways. It's like uh, a shack. Yeah, that's John's Rose Pork. Yeah, that's the one. I got to go to next. And they won Steve best cheesesteak in Philly like three years, three or four years in running. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, because... Maybe uh, we should hit the road one day, Burmeister. So take Big and BB out on the road. Yeah, right? Well, that's what I think yeah, that's yeah, the right uh, meat-to-bread ratio. If the bread's fucking good, then that, fucking, that makes the cheesesteak sometimes. It, sometimes it's not about the meat. It's about the how the quality of the bread is. And uh, yeah. you got to find yeah. one of those great places with both meat-to-bread ratio. So you gotta have enough oh, meat stuff in there, huh, Jess? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love, I love, I love to be stuffed with meat. meat okay. I love to be stuffed with meat. <laughs> right, right, right in, the, in, in the buns? You in love the buns. meat shoved in the buns? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no buns. I mean, I, I like that where the yeast is. I want the, the, the meat to be stuffed where the yeast is. Whiz, 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 yeah, because I, I got I got to try some uh, like some of the real local ones because I asked a few local guys and, and stuff and uh, I think I like Pat's better down there. Gino's had like a slice steak or something like that and it wasn't a lot of meat on it. I kind of like Pat's the best out of those two. Tony yeah, Luke's, Anderson, Joey, right, but I like passed the, away. 
Yeah. Ever since the owner Joey Vento passed away, rest in peace. He uh, they uh, kind of went down, uh, sk- started to skimp a little bit. But we used to go down there at two, three o'clock in the morning and leave with one steak and be pass- passing out the wheel on the way home because you're so tired from the damn thing. Now right, you got to right. go back and order another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One one for the ride and the other one to uh, you know to have as a backup. I'm thinking, but I haven't had a good Philly steak and cheese in a long time. I actually cheese had a decent well, one down the street. If you're ordering steak and cheeses, then you're getting a bad product. you got to get a cheese steak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, here, here's some, guy, some kid just opened up a place down by my house here in Staten Island, and it's called G-Nose, and it's G-K-O-N-W-S. Yeah, you were telling me that. And it was pretty damn good. It was it, it really replicated the Philly one. There's a place in the city, and I forgot what it's called, but it's like, 367 miles from Philly. Whatever the distance okay. was, it was the exact distance from Philly, according to Google. And that was right. whatever the mileage was. It's going to be 482 miles from Philly. And he had like these torpedo bread, and it was just over. And it was a great fucking steak and cheese sandwich, man. Yeah. Well, but out here too, what you do with prosciutto is you put it. You do the same thing with prime rib. You put it in the freezer until it's not, like, completely frozen, but it's, like, you know, sliced spinnable. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so you make a nice thin slice of, like, a prime rib, and then you you, put, you have a nice, like, seasoned griddle, and that's the best okay. way to make it. I'm a steak and Well, that, that's, that's how they do the Italian beef sandwich in Chicago. It's almost <laughs> ice cold, like, half frozen fucking meat after it cooked, cooled down. They freeze it, and they got the automatic slices. And then pumping out the paper thin slices, throwing it on the roll, and dunking the whole sandwich in the hot yeah. fucking shoe. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those ones. But, yeah. but it's cool. I, I'm just glad I finally got a Philly cheesesteak in Philly. I found a picture the other day of me actually eating Kentucky Fried Chicken in Kentucky, like a happy That should be interesting. Why don't we put this online? I got it. It's on Mary's computer. But I, that's what I want to do. I want to go around and eat the known things, like... What happened, Ed? You going to go down to Louisiana to have Popeyes in Louisiana? Oh, yeah. No, been there. You, have, you have gumbo and you have jambalaya down there. Come on. Yeah, now. I've had that. I've had po' boys. Po' boys, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that was great. You know, I just like, I've had a lobster roll and everywhere in New England, you know, like shit oh, like I that. I love a good lobster roll. Yeah, yeah but, no. you know. I want to go to Chicago and have an actual Chicago deep dish pie, even though I'm not, you know. I had it at Uno's. It, it, yeah. it's, it's it's pretty fucking good, I will say that. It's not like New York pizza, but it's good. I've had, I had a twice croissant in, in uh, Paris. Now, I've had a twice croissant in Paris, and it was fucking amazing. I was addicted to chocolate croissants in Paris when I went over there in eighth grade. And I want I'm French young, fries. I still knew it was fucking great. <laughs> I want to eat French fries with French dressing in France. <laughs> <laughs> what are you better off dead? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get a coronary. Love, Ricky. Love. It's the international language of love. I have yes. French fries, French fries, French dressing, and Paris. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the greatest movies. I love that movie. That's one. I still am looking for, and I can't find it anywhere, the Aardvark jacket. Oh, God. The Aardvark jacket. And 
this is pure snow. Do you know the street value of this? <laughs> you skiing on one ski. <laughs> <laughs> Best movie ever. It's one of my favorites. I love it. Oh yeah. John Cusack in eighties movies was was king. Better off. Oh. Better off dead. Yep. It was great. And then um, the movie with the record company. Um, the record. Anything. Oh, hey, High Fidelity was high great. Fidelity. Yeah, High, high Fidelity. fidelity. I love John Cusack. And the one when he was in uh, Nantucket. Basketball player. Yeah. He was the right writer or something. The girl was the writer. Yep. Oh, I was uh, going to say the one with Demi Moore. That's uh, it, one Demi Moore. Yeah, uh, one yeah. One Hot Summer, I think. Yeah. It's, um, one, um, Crazy Hot Summer? No, uh, yeah, one, one, cra- I think one Crazy yeah, Summer. Yeah, one Crazy Summer. Yeah, one Crazy Summer. Yeah, I love that. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I worked in there, I worked in Nantucket for uh, a summer in this restaurant, well, two restaurants, and all the spots that he filmed in is where I hung out, like where... The band where she played was the Chicken Coop. Yeah. And then, you know, like all the restaurants and gas stations and shit. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I was Him pre cell phone on Facebook or else I've been everywhere. Like, here I am checking in at uh, the, chicken, <laughs> the Chicken Coop. Yeah. Or the Chicken Box. I'm sorry, the Chicken Box. <laughs> but it was, it's good stuff. Yeah, it is, totally. I love him. He's, like, one of my favorites ever. I mean, see, anything is awesome, you know, one of those classic girly movies, but then all of a sudden he does Better Off Dead, and, you know, they do the, uh, what is it, the, uh, when they do the hamburger theme, uh, you know. Everybody wants Yeah, we're supposed to. All right, well, we got everybody on. Our top five today is. Your top five. Um, top five deli meats or favorite cold cuts from the uh, deli. Top five. All right, so we already know Clem. Five times. I mean, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go with, like, actual, like, Jewish delicacies. Well, I'm going to go, wait, I, I will tell you this. I will go prosciutto. Believe it or not, I don't like deli sliced superside. I think it's fucking bad. I will go liverwurst. Yeah. I will go even the boar's head buffalo chicken. I love it. I don't know why. Yes, yes, the totally, dude. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I have totally. to go mozzadella. Uh-huh. It's like Italian bologna. It's fantastic. And uh, I would go with thin slice of rare roast beef. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's. I mean, I love a good, fresh, out of the oven deli roast beef. Like, rare. Yes. With mayo or coleslaw and shit like that on it. It's really good. I'm a big fan of that. Love my corned beef. Yep. Love the pastrami. Oh, yeah. I love tongue. Like, when they I have mean, the whole. Like, like, the, <laughs> and I'm a big fan. I love, I love liverwurst, but I'm going chopped liver. Like in a Jewish a Jewish deli, little schmear of chopped liver on there. That's talking about a schmear. You even said schmear. You can't be schmearing. Yeah. <laughs> but I do agree with you. Yeah. Well, some of them. I went to the smokehouse and on the way back from PA, on like some highway in Jersey somewhere, and they have a farm up the street, and then I forget the name of it, but they had a million smoked sausages, but a good. They had their own homemade bologna. 
that like the turkey breast was actual turkey smoked and sliced. Like it wasn't all that processed shit, you know. Yeah. It was actually two breasts put together and cured and smoked, so it kind of blended in. Mm-hmm. But you know, I got I got my freezer right now. I got the meat glue that is fantastic because you can make some killer cold cuts or like deli meats with that. Definitely. You, you know, we used to make, we had short rib, veal, pork, and uh, I think sirloin that we used to meat glue together, sous vide it, and then slice it down for sandwiches. It was fucking no way. Wild. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. It was phenomenal. That yeah, but you're thing. like a big pork guy, so, I mean, like, yeah. what, are you, you're going to just say... Like drop bologna, and you're not going to say prosciutto or any of the you know, the Italian stuff. No, like no. drop in. I, I do like I I'll go to an Italian deli and get a good Italian sandwich. But I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of like these delis that they pull the corned beef like right out of the oven and slice it, you know, and, and yeah. pastrami. Yeah. It's all hot and just drip right it. out of the steamer. They keep it in the steamer. Yeah. Like or the second hand. Oh my god, it's good stuff, man. I love it. So those are mine. Like the real right. natural. Shit coming right out, you know, like, uh, let's get yeah. this no, little bit of a pancetta. Pancetta, ooh. Pancetta, ooh, pancetta, ooh. That's nice. Yeah, but still, I can see that. As an Italian, I understand it. Pancetta, Sean Cassidy. 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 And oranges. <laughs> you know what? I would actually say olive loaf too. I love, I love it. it. Well, see, if we did like our like corner deli things, it yeah. would be bologna, spiced ham, liverwurst, olive loaf, olive loaf, yeah. and Dutch loaf. The fuck is a Dutch loaf? It's like a spiced ham, but there's like pickle relish in it. Why don't I know about this? Yeah, see, the it with paprika on the top. You gotta get stuff. me some Dutch loaf. How about yeah. this? Brazil mozzarella together roll. You know the oh, roll. Really? Have to make the roll in motion, eh? And uh, my type of spice, best, best, best one, mortadella slice. Really, really, really bad. Yeah, that may almost be my oh, number one. I don't know. I'm afraid of that. Roast beef rare. Yeah, that's right. Rare roast beef. Roast beef, but it's got to be ruined because if it's not ruined, I won't eat it. I tell you the truth, I'm kind of stuck between mortadella, liverwurst, and that whole realm of coca. Like, mortadella may be my, the big one, though. What the pistachios, right. what all the fat, yeah. sliced paper thin, I'm sorry, fantastic fucking cut of meat. Right and now. sometimes bologna, but it's got to be really, 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 really thin. No, you want to go bologna, you need a deer bologna. A venison bologna. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, venison. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've had venison actually That's killer one of my ham, which is a Jersey thing, which is I awesome. Like- I like the yeah, 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 Taylor ham. Awesome. As you say, you're gonna say pork roll or Taylor ham. Yeah, love that. Yep, yep, totally. Pork roll down they, here. We say, we call pork roll. Scrapple. Yeah. They don't have it a lot of places in New York. Yeah, they don't. We don't have pork roll. There's a bagel store up the street has a big sign. We now have pork roll. I'm in there yeah. all the time. I get it fried up in butter and on a toasted buttered bagel. I like the PLT pork roll, lettuce, and tomato. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys, no, you definitely. boys would have loved my gravlocks I made yet this past weekend. Oh, nice. Five days to make good gravlocks. Oh, man, they came out beautiful. 
Nice. Send them, send some up to New York. Yeah, really. We got some good bagels up here. We got some fucking uh. You know, you know what I like the uh, the salmon pastrami like the bratwurst with the pepper the outside. Salmon pastrami is like, fucking fantastic. Yeah. Or the vodka and dill pastrami is pretty good too. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm gonna so do some like. of that this summer. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do a lot of cured cured yeah, meat. You guys are making me hungry. Abundanza, chayvanda, and I just. I, I got a theory. With enough call fat, I'll be able to make a venison prosciutto with the back leg of a venison, or the back leg of a deer. You're making venison prosciutto. You may be my new hero. I've had now. it. I've had venison prosciutto, actually. Um, I have a purveyor that actually is a local farmer down south that makes venison prosciutto, venison Taylor ham, and his shit is just, like the bomb. It's cool. fucking awesome. No, that's I have like prosciutto. That's really Huh? There's so many voices going on. I'm sorry. I, I know, I know. But we said for sure, so everybody got excited, you know. It happened. I know. <laughs> no, I, I did a venison tasting for this guy who uh, has a mansion. First course has them used. I made my own brioche bun. I did um, a venison uh, Taylor ham with uh, quail egg, apple butter ketchup, arugula, and thin sliced heirloom tomato, and it was fucking I don't know if you're making me hungry or horny right now. (laughs) (laughs) That was just the muse, so you can imagine what went on afterwards. Jesus Christ, we had five more courses. (laughs) Forget about it. Must have got some real big baloney. (laughs) You're one of those Asian fans and fanning yourself off right now. I understand. (laughs) Did anyone ever hear a ring baloney? Or is that that ring ring baloney? Yeah, like I, I've had it before. I don't know why they call it. Like I think it's like bologna? a. Uh, no, that's what I thought. But it was like ring bologna. It's like. Bologna it's like a ring? small, a small tube of bologna. I play ring most of my bologna, but never ring bologna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, unless that's like another name for like a Taylor ham kind of it thing. Could be, yeah, you know what? It's probably just something oh, yeah, somebody yeah. calls in a local town. So why don't you Google? Why don't we Google, Google ring bologna? Yeah, yeah. You sure it's not bologna on a ring? Nope. Oh, ring, ring bologna. Here's ring bologna. It looks like yes, a kielbasa. Yes, yes, exactly right. I just want to. It's before. a kielbasa kind of looking thing. All right, so, so I wasn't crazy. Do we like call so in and interrupt our like babble right now? There's well, nobody we else on the phone right now. <laughs> well, we, we have someone on the phone right now. Facebook commented on this. I think this is on the phone. Let's right. just say, well, we're going to go over some comments real quick, if anybody... Everybody's saying salami. Jenna, what's salami? Right, nobody said salami. What the Della Gabagol boys had bologna. Deluso salami. Boys had London broil. Butterball roast turkey. Liverwurst. Liverwurst. Smoked love. chicken breast. Liverwurst. Jesus Christ. Smoked chicken I love liverwurst. Love it. Yeah, me too. Uh, God. Sometimes, I mean, yeah. if you fry it up, it's good. Uh, you can't There's not one damn Polish deli meat on that list, is there? No. <laughs> well, what are you like? Polish community. Um, I, I like uh, a really nice. I like the. I I love boar's head. I grew up on boar's head. I used to hate, um, you know, cured meat. And my aunt introduced me to uh, just boar's head as like a staple. So I'm addicted to boar's head. I love it. Um, I do. And what about a good like, hot salami? I like to I like to take the hard salami, but only after a few drinks. Okay. <laughs> what about kielbasa in the can? Kielbasa in the can. 
right. Let's nice. get back to seriousness here. So, right, what well. else you got there, Jess? Anything else? And we lost Jess. All right. Well, Ed. Hey, Ed. How about you? Were your deli meats? Well, I, I was listening in. I didn't hear one Polish deli meat, so I'm going to start with the two that I grew up on. Uh, one called Krakuska. It's like a smoked, um, I guess it would be kind of like a, a ham and a bologna type yep, deal. that's exactly right. Those. I actually know what that is. And it's it's smoked. It has a nice little um, awesome marbling in it. And I, I, I seriously, I could just wake up in the morning and just eat it like potato chips, just pulling it right off the pile. Nice. You don't nice. even have to put it with anything. And the other one was uh, Chalanchina, veal loaf. Oh, yeah, we, we, Yeah, we, we uh, really didn't know what it was until we grew up a little bit and questioned what the translation of Chalanchina was. But still, it, you put that on a little bit of um, marbled Jewish rye with a little bit of butter and mustard. Oh, it's so good. It almost sounds Italian, Chalanchina. Hey, <laughs> yeah, 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 right? <laughs> now, I got a question for you about Polish food. First of all, there's this one, I was in Poland, and I had, oh my god, um, what the fuck, it's like a, it's, it's, it's Hunter's Sioux, but there's a name for it, uh, Beagles? Yeah, 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 Vigos, I've had it like ten different places over there, and it's basically a venison stew and all meats, and then kibasi. But they cook it for like five days. Sauerkraut oh, yeah. goes in there. Oh, it's so good. And what's the other thing? It's the meat on the neck of a pig. Crack, crack. The meat on the meat. Uh, well, like Polish cracklings. No, well, it, I had to do a Polish party, and they asked for this thing, and it was basically the meat. From like the base of the head and like the top of the spike. Oh man, it was something like cracker, kravitsa. Uh, uh, no, something with a W. Um, in Krakow? No, I mean that's a city in Poland. But I mean, you know what, man? That almost sounds like um, almost like a regional. V V V. Oh man, it was a W or something. Oh shit. Uh, Polish. Pork neck me. Let's see if this comes up. Oh my God, D Gates? No, no, that's not. Um, shit. But it was fucking delicious. I can't even think of the. Uh, yeah, a, a, a lot of Polish food gets a you know gets a bad rap because of all the cabbage that's put in it, and people just say it stinks. But you know what? If you know you got one of those little old Polish grandmothers that have been doing this. You know, from their grandmother and so on and so on. It's some of the best food you're ever going to have. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm the same way with German food. It's, it's all like basically the same with the sausages and the cabbage, and but it's delicious, yeah. man. It really is. Uh, they, um, there's actually three blocks from my house down here in Philly. There's this little Polish. It's almost like a cafeteria style, little diner. It's a little like, you know, row home storefront type deal. And when you uh, look behind the counter, you got a picture of uh, Robin Williams stirring a pot. He actually came down and picked this place out specifically for the food when he was here in the 80s. Oh, there must have been a lot of knuckle hair in that food. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's Polish Polish women. You're going to get that regardless. But, I mean, mean, it's 
we're we're like in the Polish province of Philadelphia, the little neighborhood I'm from. It's called Port Richmond. And Ooh, I grew I grew up in Port Richmond in Staten Island. Really? Yeah, we have a Port Richmond. It's Port Richmond High School, and I grew up right in the heart of it. Oh uh, yeah, we, we're in Port Richmond, Philly, uh, and uh, we just got a new grade school. Our lady help of Port Richmond, and basically it's you know the patron saint of pregnant unwed teenage mothers. But uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of Polish food, though. I mean, it's well, anything I mean, that you can raise for days. It, it's fucking just delicious, and and sausages, forget it. The homemade. There's a guy here that makes a homemade kibasi for his deli, and it's like the size of a hand, and it's the greatest kibasi and eggs. That you ever had on a hero? Oh man, I, I, I believe it. Oh. And there's some, a cool Polish deli. Oh, there's a Polish deli down the street from me, and I go in there, and they, they actually give me attitude because I don't speak Polish. But there's a thousand <laughs> different smoked sausages in the deli case that I, I like float in there, and I'm like, give me two of those, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you're like yelling at me. They got pierogies hot off the press. You just made them. I'm getting those. They wind up like liking me at the end of it because they spend about eighty bucks there. Now, I love pierogies when you take them, you fry them in butter with onions. Yeah. Fry the fucking yeah, pierogies. Yeah, that's the Butter and onions. It's just, it's just fucking. My God. There's a bar around here that makes uh, the, the beer garden. They make pierogies, but they do it in butter and onions. But they saute the onions and then put gravy master in the onions, and they're like black onions. They're delicious stuff. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I do I do uh, pierogies every Christmas. I'll do these uh, roasted corn, roasted Jersey corn, and uh, lump crab pierogies in a vodka cream sauce. And See, that's what I was just going to say, and I'm glad you said that, is most American people or most people just know pierogies as potato and cheese. And there's so many variations of pierogies. It's the Polish ravioli. Yes, yeah, it's the Polish ravioli. Yeah. But we thought yeah. the Polish people had to make ravioli, the Italians. So. That's why they fucked up. You know, it's, it's, it's shaped a little bit. You know, but, you know, it is what it is, man. History says Italy stole everything from everybody. Pasta was from the Chinese. Listen, we made fucking pasta. <laughs> Pierogies, uh, you stole them and called them ravioli. No, 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 no. Italians are just overachievers. Italians are overachievers. They saw the little crescent moon uh, pierogies, and they were like, you know what? We can make a whole moon. And decided to make a whole moon. <laughs> yeah. And we can put them in a can. What really <laughs> happened is we made everything, yeah. and everybody else stole everything from us. That's what really happened. All right. Well, let's pick up. We got another call. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hello? 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 Yeah, hello. hello. Who is this? Oh, okay. Hey, it's Alan, man. I've been trying to get over the last half. What's up, Alan? What's up, Alan? We had a few uh, difficulties, but I went to pick up one, and it was yeah. echoing all throughout the thing, so. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. I mean, I made the shit. I don't know how to use it. Sorry, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> So what's going on, Alan? You got your buddy, hey, Alan? Yeah, man. I was just gonna say to Eddie, what the fuck do you mean you're not a you're not a star? You're you're not famous, man. Come on, man. Look look at what you've done, man. Think about how many people. I, I say infamous. I have, tell people I'm infamous. Oh well, no, that's that's even better because I was I was worried of it. Come on, man. You're you're a handful of maybe like what three hundred people got to do that show. I mean, anyone that gets to do any show, man, believe me, they're they're famous in my book. So. Oh shit! Sure. Uh, but uh. Holy shit, I, uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people trying yeah, out for that's right. And you get chosen. 
top twelve. Yeah. Can I can I back up to the uh, top five of the meets, man? I was trying. I was screaming at the phone. I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" <laughs> yes. What are your top five? So, yeah. so mine definitely is Mortadello, um, with yeah. the, uh, with the with the pistachios in it. I mean, I I grow. Right. Alan, you're I, slowly I, becoming my new favorite health condition. Health condition get that stage in that, <laughs> and then and then uh, under that is uh, you know a good pastrami, um, and then. Uh, Definitely a uh, a one to have, especially if you're from Amish Paradise like me, is the Lebanon bologna. Whether either you have uh, regular Lebanon bologna, the sweet Lebanon bologna, and then if you're lucky to have friends like Edward in the room, you have them make the deer bologna, which is pretty much the same thing. It's just with right. the deer meat. Oh, uh, but then, but then, dude, you right had me at Yeah. <laughs> But then right under there, I mean, I pretty much clump all the Italian meats together, like your, your gabagoo, uh, your prosciutto, uh, your salami, your your Genoa salami, and then your regular, you know, hey, you, you can say what you want, but I just like the regular, uh, what do they call it, just the regular cooked salami? Is that is that the right term um, for yeah, that? Yeah, that's um, the cooked salami, salami. Yeah, Because I know if you're from Philly, we grew up with, uh, or, you know, I'm not from Philly, but I was from the area, but we had a sandwich back in the day that we called a Zep. Uh, I'm not sure if that rang true the anywhere Zeppelin. else, but it was, yeah, yeah, or no, 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 just the Zep, not a Zeppeli, but it was just the uh, regular salami, the cheese, onions, tomato, no lettuce, with the, uh, and I grew up eating those, like, almost every day. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a mayo guy, is, too. Yeah. Mayo, oh, I yeah. all of my salami, yeah. my liverwurst, everything. I love mayo. I can do everything but on the salami. Uh, yeah. Salami and mayo is fantastic. I got to try it. It's almost insulting to an Italian, but I got to try it. Yeah. I do I mayo, mayo, mayo too. I can do mayo on all the other meats. Love it. Yeah. But then my That's number good. five is just a really good, uh, you know, uh, smoked ham. Like a real ham. Like, oh, right. You know, not, yeah. So, but, uh, on the bone, you know, yep. Ooh. Oh, you know, that bone, <laughs> they love it on the bone. Mind a tuna cam bone. Remember Edward? Mind a tuna cam bone. I'm nine inches around and one inch deep. I mean, you're not going to feel me, but I'm going to rip you wide open. <laughs> you're not going to reach the bottom, but you're going to scare the shit out of the walls. <laughs> all right, well, we also do, now that everyone's got their meats out of the way, since yeah. it's, you know, I had seven out of St. Patrick's Day Parade yesterday. I ate corned beef like I had five assholes. Oh, and absolutely. I ate it everywhere. And a lot of people mentioned pastrami, so I think this food fight is going to be corned beef versus pastrami. pastrami. What do you like absolutely. better? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's time for Big and Beefy's Food Fight. Let's get ready to rumble! All right, all right. So, I'm starting off. I'm going corned beef because... I like pastrami, but lately, a lot of places that have it, it's shit. It's like that processed stuff. They try to pull the wool over your eyes. I still got to go pastrami because the shittier corned beef is worse than shittier pastrami. Yeah, but I mean, some people put like that, you know, like put a bad pepper crust on it, you know, and it's falling. You, your slicer looks like an anthill at the end of it. And you got to clean it up for everyone that wants fucking pastrami. 
Give me a corned beef. Cooking ginger ale. That is how I cook my corned beef. I said two ways. I roast it like I put like a brown sugar and mustard crust on it and okay. bake it. Oh. Or I simmer it in ginger ale. Now, how I do my pastrami is I go to Catch's Deli, second-hand <laughs> deli. Or yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm and with I buy it right out the fucking store. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, did, I, did, I made a lamb pastrami with Ooh. my meat glue and a bunch of saddles from a uh, rack of lambs. That came out really good. Where am I when you do all this? You had it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right? I remember that. I do remember that. I remember that, actually. Yeah. So how about you guys? Oh man, oh man, I don't know, man. That's hard, especially right now. Uh, you know, the season it's definitely weighing to corned beef, obviously. Um, but uh, man, it's I basically I, I, the same just, thing with pepperoni. But <laughs> right, if, yeah. <laughs> basically, if I have my choice, you give me the best of one or the best of the other. I still have to go with pastrami because it's that pepper yeah, crust that I crave. It's, exactly. and, but it's got to be right. But if you give me the best out of the two, they're both they're both the same. But I'm going to lean to the pastrami. It's got to be yep. a hot pastrami on rye, uh, with the uh, all the fixings on it, man. That's that's uh, the well, way I got to go. Yeah. Well, I'm going with the corned beef for another reason because every house you go in in March has a corned beef in there, <laughs> now, and they're I'm, like, I'm always going to get a piece. I know that. I'm going to tell yeah. you this, and I'm not. I'm honestly not saying this because I'm Italian. I love corned beef pastrami on rye, but most rye breads don't hold up. I recently right. had rye Italian bread with pastrami on it. Oh, it was fucking nice. unbelievable because you had that crust on the outside. Yeah. Oh, it had yeah. that rye right, right, fucking right. taste. and held the meat. It didn't fall apart or get soggy mm-hmm. on you. It was just one of the yeah. best fucking sandwiches I've ever had. Yeah. Well, yesterday I was so drunk that I was eating. They had all these people had all the. I love the swirled rye, the pumpernickel rye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so oh, yeah, soft yeah, yeah. and fresh that it was going to rip through. So I was making, like, taking one piece. Folding it and making like corned beef tacos. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Or pushing it into like a bowl, like a meat bowl. Yeah, and I was just, just shoving it down, like drinking Guinness and fucking the green beer is horrible because you shit green forever and you piss green. <laughs> and it's I don't know why they even buy that shit. Just buy regular beer or Guinness. But all right, so we got two to one. So Lamina, what do you what do you like? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, here yeah. we go. Sean Cassidy. I only eat corned beef once a year, and that's the St. Patty's thing. And I wanted to be eating it for like two weeks straight. Yeah. So my thing is, pastrami, hands up. There you go. All right. All right. So it's three to one. We got it. Um, how about you, Ed? What do you got for me? I once worked at a Irish joint for a year and a half, and every two weeks yeah, I had some grind. Uh, yeah, I can't stand corned beef anymore. It totally killed it for me. <laughs> so, so I'm a pastrami guy all the way. Hot, sliced in, rye bread. I like a little bit of uh, Swiss cheese on mine. It's just preference. Yep. You know? Hell yeah. And, you know, it's got to be the spicy brown mustard, and that's it. Nice. How, How about you, Raven? You know? I'm corned beef. Nice. All right. We're getting there. Four to two. We got another <laughs> caller right here. Let's pick this up. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Chef Lou. Corn beef. Chef Louie, yeah. <laughs> All is free, baby. Corn beef. Listen, go back to fucking smoking your vape and fucking making chicken burgers up there. Whatever you're doing. You're corn beef. You don't like this anymore, Lucifer. We'll love corn it. Corn beef. 
I lose you your fuck. I tried to get you for three days. Oh, you call me and then Not you. You've been calling me like yes. at nine o'clock at night. Who knows who he is? <laughs> yeah, and every time I yeah, want to call you back, I'm like, chance, he'll call you. I'll be like the middle of a six-car traffic accident, and he's blowing up my phone. <laughs> Why aren't you answering? Where are you? And I forget. I can always call him like in the morning. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna be up, but I, I always forget it. Yeah, like, I'm here. I'm here. So here's my question. You have to call into a radio show so what's without calling around, but you're doing things, and making the most loudest possible fucking noise. That there is the fucking thing. Yeah, Lou works at his job. He lives amongst tons of cellophane. Yes, just like yes. cellophane. <laughs> 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 I, I lose my makeup, I'm alive. How you doing, Lou? Right. I will call you after the show. I'll call you after the show. Up oh, there's that. All right, Bobby. I'll be waiting for you, Bobby. <laughs> Someone else is called in. Is that Alex? That's that's uh, I was waiting for the call. Back in, okay. How's everything? How's everybody doing? How's? Well, how are you doing? Okay, we got uh, Alan from last week, and we got another chef, Ed, from uh, this season of Hell's Kitchen on. And this guy Hi, is great. Because he makes all sorts of stuff with uh, deer, with uh, venison. Yes. Venison oh, bologna, right. venison. Uh, he's trying to make a venison brujou. If he can get enough coal fat on it. That's now, very interesting. Lou, what was the name of that smokehouse we went to on the way back from Pennsylvania that time? Oh, the nasty old crazy lady who eats people. Um, it was the smokehouse. It was something small. It was like a family, and they had a big history. In the middle of the room, they just had smoked pork bones, coal heads, ears, snouts. Uh, yeah, that was really intense, that place. Oh, man. That's Eddie's they had car, some really good house. stuff. What is it? That's Eddie's car, the smokehouse. That boy's constantly smoking. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I mean. That's, well, that's Lou and Eddie got to get together. <laughs> and just smoke. No, no, no meat involved. Just smoke. <laughs> I'm ready, Eddie. I'm ready. <laughs> ready. Rob, I think what you made the other one. What part of the planet are you on, Eddie? I'm sorry? What part of the planet are you on? Beef. He's in Philly, and Alan's from Philly. uh from Amish town over there, Lancaster. <laughs> oh, Amish town. Like trifecta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, bring the Amish down. I was, I had an, um, I was really, I wanted to go hang with the Amish like three years ago, and um, it wasn't as easy as I expected. I wanted to go, I wanted to cook with them is what I wanted to do, because I know those big family cookouts. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was just interested. I, 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 I really, you know, just dig their culture and stuff. But anyway. Oh, be- um, believe me, you f- we ever have a pandemic or an apocalypse? Find your nearest Thomas guy. I'm telling you. Well, let me, I'm, I'm, gonna tell you guys, right? yeah. I'm gonna tell you guys a quick true story. Me, my brother. They're geared up. Father, They're ready to go. You know, they're no hey, joke. Yeah, listen to this. Yeah. Me, my brother, my father's wife, and my younger brother were driving up in Amish country, and we got lost. We pulled into this driveway down this road by this fucking whatever the hell it was, like a half-built house. And the next thing you know, we were surrounded <laughs> by 30 Amish people with fucking shotguns kicking us off their land. It was the most scary. Yeah, this boring cocksucker. Jehovah's Witnesses are more interesting. Listen, take it easy, Tom. Take it fuck me now because I ain't got a sample. I got a blanket. Who did that to you? The Monokinia? 
uh, RV. I love you said the Boy Scouts of America, as opposed to the Boy Scouts of China. BOA, man. Well, uh, BSA, that's what they call well, Boy Scouts of well, America. Well, here we have a Girl Scouts. Over there, they don't have Girl Scouts. I uh, wish they did. Who doesn't like to eat a brownie every once in a while? <laughs> you know. Speaking I mean, of which, I got a great. box full of Girl Scout cookies in my car. They came nice. in this week. Oh. Why are they in your car? Because they were like covered with shit. My car is just filled with boxes of shit. So, Rob, Rob, the Rob Studio just turned into the set of fat. So Clem is like. Go get the keys to his car. That's the keys, Philomena. I house amongst a pile of laundry by the side of the couch with a Dunkin' Donuts box and a pizza box. Yeah, on the floor. From there you go. I was drunk. I came. I was drunk at the parade, and I came home and ate whatever was left over. And it was like pizza that was on my table for like three days, so it started curling up, you know, getting dried out. Man, had about four slices. Nice. That's how you do it. I never refrigerate my pizza. It stays on the freaking coffee table until I'm done eating it. Right, exactly. And the crust is actually enjoyable because it's really crunchy. (laughs) (laughs) My uncle does that. pizza to a centerpiece. For like a day and a half. It's an old Italian thing. It really is. That's how I do it, man. That's the best way, man. You don't have to heat it up nothing. Italians invented stale pizza. They did. (laughs) (laughs) Cold pizza warm beer. That's one of the best events. Cold pizza warm beer, the collegiate breakfast. The Italians invented you. Who's the fuck? The only thing I know that the Italians invented was surrendering. Oh, oh wow. wow. Ouch. 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 I love the Polish. Nobody touches that. I, no, nobody touches the Polish army jokes. I noticed that. Uh, I don't know what you feel. <laughs> <laughs> I know Eddie knows about a million of them, so I'm waiting. <laughs> I, I want to give my condolences to Ed because I, I just saw on uh, the news feed that the uh, the Polish national hockey team actually drowned during spring training. I am there's a lot of Polish shows you have to do, but you have to like, you know, a Polish guy tying his shoe and all those ones. You gotta like actually act it out. How do you get a one on park out of a tree? Wave to him. Wave to him. What are you doing up there? What I don't are they know. Doing up there? Raking wow. leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Gotta love the Polish jokes, yep. though. They were, they were big back in the day. It was Polish jokes and Ethiopian jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Dying over here. Yeah, them, them Ethiopian yeah. jokes never really made it too far. Oh, <laughs> I'll hit you up with about five of them right now, and they were the greatest jokes when I was right, a give kid. Us one. 
Did you hear about the Ethiopia woman that fell in the alligator pit? No. She ate five of them. She ate five of them before they could get her out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one. Go. Yeah. What do you call an Ethiopian with plus teeth? What? A rake. <laughs> what, do you call an e- what do you call an Ethiopian with a dime on his head? Lucky. A nail. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Venetian blinds are otherwise known as Ethiopian bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call an Ethiopian eating a sandwich? Why? A show off. <laughs> what do you call a hooker when I already know? Full. A what? Full. What do you call a hooker with a runny nose? Full. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst part about being black and Jewish? I don't, I don't get know. It. You gotta sit in the back of the oven. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Sammy Davis oh, Jr. God. What's the difference between a, a Jew and a pizza? Pizza don't scream when you put it in the oven. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> How many Jewish people can you uh, <laughs> fit in a Volkswagen? I don't know. A thousand four? Yeah, why? Two in the front, two in the back, and a thousand in the ashtray? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Some words of wisdom, man. <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Words of wisdom. I know you got them. He's got more than me. <laughs> hey, what's the worst thing to do to a what, what's the worst thing to do to a blind man? Leave a plunger in the toilet. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, or the other worst thing to do to a blind guy is give him a cheese grater and tell him it's the newest novel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'd hang out my blind friend and hand him a Lego and say what it says. Apparently every <laughs> Lego says fuck you. <laughs> awesome, awesome. What do you call a German virgin? What? what? Good and tight. <laughs> Good and tight. Good and tight. <laughs> how about a constipated? How about a, a constipated Nazi? Wow. Far from pooping. <laughs> how did Germany invade Poland? Ow. They came in the back door and said they were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we got that out of the way. <laughs> Check. How did the semen cross the road? How? I put on the I put on the wrong socks today. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I got it. Now I got it. <laughs> the girl rag. <laughs> Listen, I smoked a lot of pot when I was younger, so leave me alone, all right? Uh, well, I do have an announcement. At least I got an experience. Corn beef Woo. eats out by one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I just said, but all right. Yeah. Well, you have Ed, Alan, you, and Philomena said pastrami. Right. What about Tina and... You got Tina, Vince, me, Lou, 
and Raven with Corbin. Raven, right. you cocksucker! Raven, <laughs> Yeah, Raven, uh, Raven said Corbin. So, I mean, it was, we didn't even put it out on Facebook or anything. Usually that's No, yeah, I know. Get... Usually you get a couple of Two answers, but uh, <laughs> usually you get a shit ton of responses. But yeah. usually you put it out on Facebook, but my computer's still spinning. Oh. Dina had an actually probably to tell you that. I saw it. Hey. Right. But uh, yeah. Is that so, going to be Lucy being the back? Let's see. Who had the television? So Ed, let's get back to yeah. Ed for a second. Do you want to do any other TV shows? Do you have the bug now? Do you want to get out there and do any of the like competition shows now? Uh, I would honestly give Survivor a shot. Not even, you know, hop off the cooking shows, because in all honesty, I really don't care for reality TV or cooking shows. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, brother. I'm on a million of them, but I don't like watching them. Yeah, no. I'm I'm on it or or friends are on it. Yeah, yeah, I I will go on a few of them and just, you know, just maybe ham it up. Just have fun with it. Now, did anybody see Restaurant Startup with Chef Robin from my season of Hell's Kitchen on? What was that? I, 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 I could have sworn it was on already, and I can't find it. But one of the girls I was on my season of Hell's Kitchen, Robin, you know, she's a top winner, top kitchen winner. She did Restaurant Startup, and uh, I thought it came on already. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. I don't know. That, that Restaurant Startup, man, it just disappears. Yeah. Yeah, lost amongst sure. the channels. It's not a lot well, of... Well, CNBC is the first problem. Yeah. And the second uh, problem is it started out being a good show, but like anything else, it's so fucking repetitious and it gets so fucking boring, and it's the same fucking thing every fucking goddamn episode. Change yeah. it up a little bit, people. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of guys we know are starting to get called for Beat Bobby Flay. Yep. You know, they're starting to, you know, look for people for that again. But... That's that the only good thing about that show is that it's in Manhattan. So well, not even if you actually beat Bobby Flay, you you do get some recognition. You do get some recognition. Yeah, not that he's a hard guy to beat, because I'm fucking Italian-wise, I'll throw down against him anywhere, anytime, on any fucking dish, and I will blow him out the water. He'll, but he'll throw a poblano <laughs> in it. Man, yeah, he exactly. Wins. Yeah. yeah. It is his. It is his production company, Rock yeah. Shrimp. <laughs> I mean, even Gordon Ramsay, we did chicken palm, and Gordon's a great chef. I will give him that. The guy's fucking phenomenal. But he can't make chicken palm to save his fucking life. It was horrible. It was horrible fucking chicken palm. He made modern art sauce with onions and shallots and fucking oregano, and I'm like, no. I don't get it. That's not how they do it. That's not what we do. That's not the dish, pal. <laughs> but, uh, go up against that motherfucker with his beef bones and a scalp, you ain't got a shot. Right. I just, I just want to say, they're auditioning for MasterChef in New York. Yes, they are. On the 11th. They're holding MasterChef auditions. Yep, you got to be a pro. No, I know. You can't ever work in a restaurant. Well, we almost qualify for that. Oh, now we do. I do. Now we do, uh, but, yeah, the MasterChef is pretty cool, but, you know, like John Serp went through three interviews for that. They kept going and putting him through, and then when he was almost picked, they went, oh, you cook for a living. You've been on shows. You work at a catering company. You can't be on this. He goes, yeah. I'm a fireman. <laughs> yeah. 
which Johnny Surf is. I doubt he's listening, but he's got a cool little drink out in uh, the Hop Shop over in Staten Island, a craft beer place. And you know, good luck to him. Yeah, good luck, Mr. Surf. Yeah, got some cool things on the menu over there. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Ed wants to do Survivor. Ed, <laughs> let me ask you a question. While we got you on the air. You know, tell us where you're working again. Tell us your Facebook page. You got a website, your Twitter handle, all that shit. You know, promote yourself a little bit because we do have some people listening. And, uh, you know, go for it, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, just right now I'm working down at the Clarion Hotel down by Philadelphia International. I'm uh, the head banquet chef down there. We're already doing some great things. And right now you can catch me on Instagram at Insane Cuisine or Twitter. I just saw the, that Twitter thing or whatever. I think my name is Eddie <coughs> underscore, or Chef underscore Eddie JHK15. Yeah, I don't know. I only did it a few days ago. Yeah, but, that was uh, me too. <laughs> like, I did it when I was after the show. I was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is this. Tweet, plot, tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Insane Cuisine, Instagram, there it Insane is. Insane Cuisine, all right. Just followed him. All right, cool. She rocked yeah, up yeah, in yeah, like yeah. that. I didn't even got the Twitter page open yet. <laughs> yeah, well, the, uh, what was the Twitter? It was, uh... I, th- I think it's uh, at Chef underscore Eddie J H K one five. A little bit of a mouthful. Uh, um, at Chef underscore That's what he said. Yeah, underscore Eddie J HK15, all one word. Okay. HK15. I got Eddie Jacobo. <laughs> oh, I did dash. <laughs> the underscore's on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, no, no. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. How about you, Alan? What on my tw- on my twatter? Yeah. Twatter. Uh, yeah, my twatter is. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure my twatter is uh, Mr. Smooth, HK15. But I'm not. I'm not quite sure though. Let me go. Let me go. Quick check here. I don't really. Be I really don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. When, when Gordon gives you that nickname, you got to kind of keep it there. What is my What is my Twitter? Wasting wasting valuable airtime here. <laughs> Freaking guys over here. What's what, what, what's wrong with this guy here? Oh yeah, it's Mister Mister Smooth. Two words. HK15. Can't miss me. I'm the big Asian guy. There it is. Yeah, big Asian guy with Mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. And uh, how about you, right there, Lou? <laughs> I don't have Twitter. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have Twitter. I'm at Chef's Table, Staten Island. No, on Twitter or on Instagram? Twitter, the Chef's Table, SI. Oh, all right, cool. It might be at the Chef's Table. Lou, you got six followers. What? I said you got six followers. Six followers? Yeah, I don't really twit. 
I don't really twit. I'm too busy cooking and trying to be fucking, you know, like make money. <laughs> I'm only really breaking your phone. He just got seven. I just followed him. <laughs> thank you, brother. Right. Thank you. I'm usually entertaining on like Instagram, you know, <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll start doing Twitter. I see you know, that in California. I can't find you. Well, here we go. Chef's Table STL. No, that's St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it either. <laughs> the Chef's the Chef's Table SI. Table SI. Here we are. Hey! All right. We got 16 followers now. Look at that. He just jumped up. <laughs> right? You see how popular you get on this fucking show? <laughs> you got 42 followers. Uh, uh, all right. So, what's everyone got going on this week? Anything uh, happening for the week and the weekend? Um. Have you got a direct question? No, we didn't have a question. No, nothing. Just kind of like revamping equipment. <laughs> revamping equipment. <laughs> I got this new toy in town. You know, I've been playing around with that for the last couple of weeks. I told you to keep your deals open. It's working out pretty well. And uh, that's it. I've been working. I've been concentrating on this Mayfair. This Mayfair is really coming out well. Like these schools with the Mayfair. I thought Mayfair was a website where you buy stuff on. It may as well be. But I know Mayfair is something that I'm doing with the schools on Staten Island. Very cool. And they're going to bring attention to the uh, urban farming and they'll do a little fundraising to get themselves some money to put an urban farm on their property. Nice. And that's really it. They're going to bring back the old school maypole dancing. Remember maypole dancing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm leaving that one alone. And bring me a gay old time. Seriously. Yeah, maypole. <laughs> I just got, I just followed the chef's table in California. Who can't find Lou? Lou, I didn't know you, you knew All right, here we go. Let's see. Did you uh, say Maypole? Or did you say Maple? Because Gordon hates Maple. Uh, May Maypole, not Maypole, not Maypole. M A Y P O L E. Maypole. If you Google, I was I was doing a little joke on myself because Gordon hate, hated hated. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm sorry, Gordon. No, no, I mean, no, it's like six weeks ago. I'm sorry, Gordon traumatized you. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's pretty funny? The guy Richard from Australia, the yes. dude, yes. keeps putting on my page all these uh, little Gordon Ramsay commercials. Did you ever see them? Yes. They're pretty fucking funny, man. It's this little kid, like, trashing oh, the yeah, lunch yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's put on my page his hot blonde in line, sticking her ass and smelling her finger. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. What's yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen what's that one. How come people are sending us ass things lately? Somebody sent you a thing about an ass sniffing restaurant. Yeah, ass eating restaurant. Yeah. Ass eating restaurant. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. Mary commented on that, Rob. It's a little yeah. hole in there. Yeah, right? yeah, she did. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? I heard it was a, I heard it was a really, shitty place to go. Really, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Listen, I, I got to put it out there. Yesterday, we're hanging out at the parade and stuff. We're drinking. And she goes, all right, I'm ready to go home. And I'm like, all right. I was like, you want me to go? And she goes, do what you want to do. I don't care. You know, if you want to hang out, hang out. What do I do? I hang out. Man, did I pay for that one. <laughs> uh, when I say do what you want, when I say do what you want to do, that means you Are you crazy? Do don't what you know you're getting to. set up right there? Yeah, but I wasn't leaving. I, was, I still had drinking time. It's like, go ahead, honey. Go hang out with your friends. Don't worry. I'm okay here. But really, go hang out with them. Yeah, that was like at 6 p.m. And now she's walking yeah. her kids. Her kids are walking with her. And she goes, can you believe him? And the son is like, you know, he's going to be a freshman in high school next year. He's like, what do you mean? What happened? And she goes, I told Rob to do what he wants to do. And he went, all right, so let me get this straight. You told him he could stay out. And he stayed out. Well, and now you're mad at him? Home. And she goes, yep. He goes, wow, wow. I'm learning stuff. <laughs> <laughs> for like a second. Unreal. So, you know, I got in trouble for it, but yeah, I still got to drink. I remember it. last year you got in trouble because we were at the school the day after the party of St. Patrick's Day blowout. I remember last year you got you got fucked up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got a whole wandering about town. Yep. <laughs> but I do remember. I do remember. <laughs> I used to fly. When I worked in Florida and stuff, I used to fly home just for the parade. And then leave the next day. I never miss it. I love it. I get to drink and walk around the street. It's right down the street from my house, and I get fucking high eyes. Nice. Um, and I'm usually, I'm usually with my dad, too. So <laughs> we bounce around and get drunk in, yeah, we get drunk in people's houses, go to bars, and just, you know. I actually met my, one of my cousins the other day, yesterday. And he's asking me if, oh, you know this bar? I'm like, yeah. They go, yeah, they say they know you. And then we're walking. He goes, it sucks. My last name's Burmeister. But every time I say, yeah, my name's Mike Burmeister, they go, oh, do you know Shep Rob Burmeister? And he goes, yeah, that's my cousin. They're like, do you know the racist Rob Burmeister, Big Bob Burmeister? (laughs) (laughs) Once I hear my last name, they think of the racist or the chef. (laughs) (laughs) At least you get recognized somehow. Yeah. Because my dad just can't stop saying shit. Well, you see, my father's got a Facebook. Yeah, my dad's on Facebook and he gets suspended for 30 days every month. I think your dad's more popular than you and I combined. Yeah, he is. He really is. And he just says stupid shit and he flip flops. It's whoever he wants to bash it, whether it be the Blasio or the governor or Obama. He's got this filter. He says what's on his mind. He doesn't pull any punches. He can't love people. Yeah. You know, to a point. It's still a point. I just asked him to slow down a little bit because Food Network, is, food network yeah. is, like, you know, investigating and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that's all right. I just have to spend it for 30 days. So I'm like, well, can you hold it off? <laughs> can you get 30 more days by any Because they'll be like, oh, Obama should get assassinated. The Blasio's a cocksucker. Here's a picture of my beautiful grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell them we'll be playing at Pepper Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we're down to the last three minutes. It's that time to end the show. Um, That's right, Bigger. Thank, thank you. Thank you for coming in, Alan. We love you too, buddy. You guys call me anytime. You want bullshit, say hello. You know, Tina, oh, thank you so much. Teresa, Philomena, Raven, Mr. Burmeister. Papa Burmeister. And who's that other guy? Uh, 
He has that podcast with that Clement thing. Oh, Rob Burma. Rob Burma. Yeah. 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 The racer. And Raven, it's good to have you back, buddy. So, you know. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Yeah. 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 Yeah.